guest is a very special guest. Not that past guests aren't special, um, but today we have my old friend Eileen Sison. Eileen is a realtor. Uh, she's also a Brazilian jiu-jitsu enthusiast and practitioner. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the, today's weather sucks, by the way. Spring, and I'm like mad congested. So I apologize for that cough. Uh, in any in, in any case, um, Eileen talks a lot about her, you know, um, her philosophies with with being uh, a self-employed or independent business person, vis-a-vis uh, -vis the philosophies of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I know very little about that. Just you know what I've heard from from friends and past guests. Um, so it was really cool to hear her kind of break it down and see how one affects the other. And we talk, uh, at length about that as well as sort of her history of, you know, how she's kind of bounced around and why, you know, she has taken her control, control of her professional destiny in her hands. It's really awesome. Eileen is a good egg, <laughs> um, you know, a sol solid person, super loyal, love her to pieces. So, um, yeah, we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about how she, for a while, was getting involved in local government and, you know, what kind of, you know, why that kind of abruptly ended. And, um, but, you know, putting more of a focus on, on her, you know, balance with professional life and personal life and, and all that stuff. So this is a really great conversation, um, I had with it with it with with a good friend, so I highly recommend this one. You know, take notes. This is a fascinating one. We also recorded this uh, at the Columbia Tower Club. Now, Columbia Tower is like the tallest building in Seattle, so we were just we had this like this great view on a very rare sunny day uh, in Seattle. So it was it, it was a rad interview. That being said, you might hear some dudes in the background, so just ignore that. Um, try to filter them out as much as, as best as I could. But here's my interview with Eileen, and I will check you guys later. So yeah, uh, welcome to the yeah, Faster Than the World podcast. I'm here with my special guest, Eileen Sison. Hello. How are you today? Very good. Happy you're here. <laughs> Talk louder. Oh, sorry. Maybe I'll hold it. Yeah. Something. Okay. Project. <laughs> I should try. Is this why you never became a rapper or singer? Exactly. Because I, yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to move closer, and I'm sweaty. Sorry. Oh. So am I. <laughs> it's hot in this room. I know. We're uh, we're like in the tallest building in Seattle right mm -hmm. now. Which Columbia Tower. I'm surprised they let me up here because I'm a hooligan. Oh no, we, we probably look like we work here. <laughs> yeah. Can you clean this up, please? I'll clean up. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the reason I have you on my podcast is like for the kajillion years that we've known each other, you've been a I've known you to be an industrious person. Oh, so, thank you. So like I remember you you and so correct me if I'm wrong. So you did sh shirts, right? Did you ever do shirts? I feel like you did clothing oh. at some point. You did shows. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think we did that. Oh yeah, we did that for the street team with Jim Mellows. Girl, I forget what. That's been a while. Yeah, we. I was on a street team with Anna. Yeah. Yeah, I think. No, no, that was somebody else. But yeah, so we did that. 
she was kind of everywhere. Yeah. Well, it does, and it's also yeah. Like I said, and that's, so that's the difference, right? Like the guys. Yeah, that was it. That was as far as shirts go. Those are yeah, but you've done like other I'm stuff too. Like, like I feel like. You which which had part of my life before New York or during New let's York? Let's say, let, let, New York? so let's let's start with before going into New York. Okay. What did I do? Oh yeah, I worked for. I was at Art Institute and I worked for Nordstrom.com. Yeah. So that's clothing. Yes. So I push shirts that way. <laughs> Online and over the phone. And Call center stuff, I like, yeah, oh, and my order didn't go through. Exactly, and now I'm pr pretty much I'm a professional pickup artist. I'll do it, and then I'll I guess. I mean, Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, yeah so... I make like appointments over the phone. So you're you're in the real estate biz. Yes. Uh, what... I, that's a, an, an interesting analogy, so how, how do you... I, I have to elaborate on that. Well, somebody told me that. That you're a professional so, pickup artist? Pretty much, because I practice my script probably, every day. And my point is to make the appointment and then to close. Yeah. Do you like wear bright stuff and peacock like they did on that oh, no. VH1 show? That was awesome. Maybe like a couple years ago. So, not anymore. <laughs> you don't have a red blazer? I, I, I toned yeah, it down, but then my hair got brighter, so I'm blonde now. Kind of. You're just entering that kind of. that adult part of being a panai where your hair gets lighter, and soon you're going to be like oh, yeah. that auntie. It's going to reach up soon. <laughs> then you have gaudy jewelry. Oh no, I toned that down. I'm going for more quality body jewelry now. Okay. <laughs> no Jesus piece. Oh no, not yet. <laughs> so, so like in your like your earlier hustles, like what did you learn from that that you've applied to how you how you operate your business now? I would say the most. Well, what I've been told, I've been consistent. Yeah. Consistent, persistent, persist. Yeah. Um, in discipline, I'm learning that, and, and like you were saying, um, or or your earlier question is, is what has all what have all of my experiences tied into, and what have I learned? And so the interesting thing is that like come back to discipline, and in jujitsu, very disciplined. And then I always hear of theories where it also applies to real estate and just believing that you have a you have a concept and you keep improving and it takes time and that's where the consistency comes in and you'll believe that you know every day you do better so it, it's all about mindset yeah. And that's what I've, I've that's what I've learned, and that's what I've been practicing, and that's what I've been also improving on my own efficiencies in every little thing. Uh, so, so that's what I like doing, and I have that thing where I love fine tuning like systems and how to do more in less time to preserve my own energy. Is that is that a crucial part of, of jujitsu philosophy? Yes. It and is. the reason I ask this is because I was watching this Cron uh, Gracie documentary. Okay. And he kept talking about stuff like that about yeah. like making everything in your life more efficient. Exactly. To run to run smoother. Exactly. And in jujitsu, you learn. You learn how to fine tune and make your movements become more fluid to where you rely on the technique, not your brute strength. Because brute strength, you will gas yourself out. But with technique, 
it um, you have leverage on your side and then the technique will just make it an arc and it'll 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 work on your side and that's how you get to outlast your competition and so in the same way I take that theory and I apply that to work life I apply that to personal life like what can I do more in less time and and then I can just go have fun you know and then you really make the most out of your life yeah and it still is do you you, you uh, with, uh, aside from your stint of living in New York, mm -hmm. you've been here for most of your life. Yes. Seattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we have a very sort of specific work culture here. Do you? And 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 I know as your as an independent person, do you feel like it's poisonous in a way? Where people like just work you down until they they're until they they're just like all right well we're done with you and we'll move you somewhere else or fire you. Well, that's well that's the beauty of working with yourself. You can fire yourself and you can um, you can you can either prolong your own energy throughout the day and, and through your out through through your out whole career, or you can burn yourself out. I mean that and that's when you're not self-aware of. Um, of your own energy and and uh, taking care of yourself. So, uh, as far as work culture, I I don't even know what culture. My my own culture is having a strong mindset and protecting my mindset every day. And I feel kind of a loner in that way because that's not. Teaching that sort of mindset, I mean, you have to go to specific circles to learn that. And it took me a couple of years to figure out what do successful people do with theirs, with the same amount of time that other people do. So it, it all comes down to, like I said, mindset and fine-tuning your systems to where you can uh, make the most impact with your time. And I'm happy with that. I love that. Yeah. I love finding out easier systems with the same amount of time. I remember when you first started to, um, when you're starting to get everything off the ground. So this is like maybe five or six years ago, as far as the real estate stuff goes. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of joked about how you should be in local government. And I think like the next summer. Oh, I did summer, dabble in that. Yeah, you were, you were like on these like committees and doing all this stuff. Like, is that just one of those things where you're just like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm, I want to do this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking do it, and you know, yeah, and just go and just go for it. That's that's the thing. Like, people told me like, most, I guess most people can't do that when they when they want to do something. They have that drive, and I just felt, hey, I want to help. Yeah, you know, I I have that energy, and it's, I don't think I have to qualify. I think what qualifies. Yeah, anybody's just your company, determination to do it yeah and so I was yes I was everywhere and and at the same time I I was thinking you know what this is a good way for also to get my name out for real estate and it did help um, I've, I've done some deals with people that I've met along the way I've met some great people as well um, and uh, it, you know, I, I really enjoyed it, uh, but then, like you said, when it comes to work culture, I really had to scale it down because I was feeling that I was spread thinly, and, and that that doesn't do a um, that isn't in the best interest of anybody, and, and not even myself. So I had to scale it down, and I realized that when I did that and focused. I got more stuff done. Um, I just I focused on myself, my mother, and work, and uh, taking care of my mom. She's she's doing well right now. I'm happier. And real estate, I realized when I focus, things happen really fast. 
and I'm 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 grateful for that lesson that I even taught myself. Yeah. So you, I mean, you obviously are very self-aware of where you are and how close you can be to burning yourself out. Like, what do you tell people who either a don't believe that or b they're just all like they just push the like they're at that point but they just keep pushing off like that that idea of self-care mm -hmm. until it's like until they're like dead well sometimes that's the best way to learn that's the best way to learn is get lost yeah that's me by the way yeah and i think probably when you were in new york or even when i was new to new york the best way to learn is to get lost um, and it's true and then you figure out your landmarks and whatnot and you I did get lost in New York trying to find Chris Rock's restaurant <laughs> or his bakery or whatever the, yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, I remember when the Twin Towers were like my compass and that's yeah. how I knew which way to go. But with that being said, that's the best way to teach yourself. Is it, and for those people who just say, oh, that's just breaks are for the week I'm like no actually breaks are like my best friend I schedule breaks every hour I take 15 minutes off and you, you need to you need to do that and reward yourself um, so I highly encourage it yeah okay no <laughs> no let's take a break so as a lifelong Seattleite but also in the real estate business like how do you feel about what's happening here in terms of gentrification, in terms of like people, you know, working class people getting pushed out. Like, I mean, it's probably been a while since you were in Greenwood, but you know, that's like growing up, that's always been like the working class neighborhood. And now you're starting to see, you know, boutiques out there and like really fancy bar, like, you know, craft beer places. And it's not like that, that part of the culture is starting to go away and, you know, do you have like mixed feelings about that or it's you know i i mean that's that's exactly what's happening in white center as well yeah and it's, it's hard to say you know i don't want to say anything bad about it i think it's really good i know there's there's starbucks moving into white center that's weird and a popeyes in the same lot so <laughs> popeyes is all right they keep it hood but the good thing is that you know what they give jobs. They give jobs to the kids, to the people in the neighborhood. Um, Starbucks has given half a million to improve a park in White Center. Yeah. And at one point, Starbucks was a local company. Yeah. So I mean, I can't knock someone for being successful. That's why we do. As far as like when the, there's gentrification happening in the neighborhood. I mean, the brown faces are being erased and pushed out. Mm -hmm. And and I mean that maybe that's like one of the better examples because White Center when we were growing up was always you know where there's a lot of Samoan kids and a lot of like you know a lot of black kids Filipinos um, but I probably know have known more white people moving there because it's becoming like the more affordable place to live for the moment. It is. Um, but as far as when it comes to you know claiming the neighborhood. Actually, what I like doing is I like educating like my friends, family, neighbors who are in the neighborhood or, and people who are renting to like reinvest, reinvest in your neighborhood then. Um, be like show that even the worst has its best. Um, that's why I like saying, hey, I'm from White Center. I 
I grew up in the same house that I lived in. I went to Chief Self. And yeah, you did. Chief Self. Hey, and I graduated early and got scholarships and made it out. And so, yeah. as far as gentrification, I mean, it's, it's, it's something you can't really fight it because money talks. Yeah. But in a way, I mean, yeah, I focus on office. I mean, I'm lucky to still be in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. So I I represent it and say, hey, you know, even the worst has its best. Yeah, but how do you how do you preserve that the heart and soul of, of the neighborhood that you grew up in? Because I mean, I'm sure you've you've driven through Columbia City lately, and it's kind of weird. Like when you drive down one end of Rainier, like that, the the Renton side, mm -hmm. and it's it's you know superhood. You pass through Columbia City, and it's you know again like nice right. for like three blocks, and then you're back in the hood. Right. Well, you know what? I when I was chamber president, I encouraged I encouraged people, uh, you know, women of color, people of color, like grow your business. You know, definitely look for look for mentorships. You know, um, partner up with each other. Um, and help each other grow, grow each other's businesses. So I was definitely for that. And me being a small business owner as well, I um, I supported that. So that probably is one way of preserving the neighborhood. You know, supporting the small business owners. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay if there are uh, small businesses that are coming in. You know, I'd say welcome them. Yeah. They want to be part of the neighborhood. You know, then I'd say don't fight it. You know, join them and and, and work from there. What would you say to like, like let's say somebody like my mom who has a small business, but she's really afraid to like branch out. Like she could probably do a lot more, but she just you know sticks to serving the Filipino community. Mm -hmm. Well. Definitely, you know, it, it all starts with relationships. Yeah. And. But you know, she's kind of a bully, though. <laughs> that's okay. You know, she's a driver personality, yeah. and and identifying that, you have to speak in their language. If she's that personality type who's short, short with people, direct, you be short and direct back, because yeah. that's how they like to absorb their information and, and communicate. So. Starting off with that relationship and then introducing, like, there's new things. There are people out there who, or there are, you know, there are people out there who you can identify with who are also, you know, in the same boat and successful. Yeah. And sometimes seeing that and, and, you know, is really inspiring. And then you, and then it comes to a point where, I mean, you can ask these people, how do you do it? You know, every day to motivate myself. I watch these uh, agents who are like superstar agents doing a hundred to six hundred sales a year and to see that it's inspiring it's like you know what it's possible how do they do it yeah so sometimes it's just being ex you got to be exposed to big thinkers yeah and that's one thing that I'm going to schedule more is how to like think big like think big time because it really inspires you. You can go, sh like, it's like shopping in your imagination and then think, that's why I work. I want to provide. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, I want to help people. So so there's ways where if, a, if you think a person is stuck because of their personality type or 
because they have a certain situation. There's actually there's actually people in the same situation who have done one or two things differently and then gained some traction that way. Yeah. Uh, just exposing yourself to big thinkers. Yeah. Do you kind of feel like there's a certain level of delusion with some people who are a thing who, who you might listen to what you're saying and they'll be like, all right, I'm going to do that, but expect the changes to be like tomorrow. Yeah. It, it takes time and like I said, consistency and then working on your mindset. Like working, like taking one of those skills or actually taking one of those just topics, it's a skill to work on that topic. It's a skill to work on your mindset and how to be bulletproof. Yeah. It's a skill to be, you know, for your task management, how to stick to your schedule, how to be disciplined. It's a skill to gauging and communicating with different personality types. It's a skill to work on your tone. And with all of that packaged, you can you can close. Yeah. You know, and it's fun. It's fun. When you know how to close like that, it's amazing. You'll you'll knock down all of those uh, checks check boxes that you wanted to achieve. Why do I feel that like you having jujitsu as a hobby is like more than deliberate? Because you know the way that you're talking, the way that you're explaining how you approach things, like has a certain level of strategy and like intimacy oh, right. too. Like, oh, you know. in being like detailed yeah. and understanding why things are done. Well, actually, yeah, like I was going to say, there's there's definitely a parallel between um, thinking about strategies in jiu-jitsu and thinking about strategies in, in work. And actually, a good example is I know that there are business people who read the Book of Rings. It's... Uh, like the movie? Is it the Book of Rings? That's Lord of the Rings. No, the Book of Rings. It was a samurai. The la I think it was like the last samurai, not the movie. A samurai author who wrote the Book of Rings, and there are business people who read it and they apply those principles as if they were like going to battle. And I, I think like the boardroom is like the battle, the yeah. battleground. So in a way, it's uh, it's like the same thing, and that's the cool part because the dynamics and the relationships and people and the and even the strategies of movements are like the same thing and how you go about uh, closing closing on a prospect yeah so I, I wish I could give you a different a, a case by case but actually yeah. you know what today today I I sold a property and we drove up the price by over 35,000 and so it takes it takes tact, it takes timing, and it takes communication. Um, and in a way, it's like when if you execute a move in jiu-jitsu, it is timing, it is your positioning, it is your confidence. Like when you have to shake up a opponent by dragging their collar, like shaking their collar and knocking them off balance. And in a way, that is your communication to to get to the end of closing them and in jiu-jitsu it's submissions yeah or chokes so or both yes or both yeah so that's probably that's probably uh, vague but in a way once you go through um, once you go through the motion it's um, it can be fluid yeah it can be fluid what um, I want to go back to something that you said earlier where you talk about thinking big which I yeah. you know 
totally, totally, uh, am an advocate for. Okay. That being said, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like, you know, you have to rein it in somewhere? And and I'll give you an example. Like, a few, a couple years ago, I was working on um, on this marketing campaign, and uh, we were working with a team of interns. And this one intern like, had this great idea, mm-hmm. um, and but he was like, and then we'll do this and this and this. And I'm all like, yeah, but you got to scale it back a little bit, like because it, it wasn't. It was a good start, mm-hmm. but it wasn't totally like feasible, especially mm-hmm. since we had like no budget. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so you know, where where do you draw the line and to be like, okay, okay I want to do this, but this might be like a better way to compact it so okay. I can I can actually execute it well. Oh yeah, there's definitely a strategy to that, and so uh, for every plan, you would have to well, you start with your end goal. And then you reverse engineer it. So, for example, in real estate, let's say I want to make X amount of dollars a year. And so I have to reverse engineer it. And this is when you get very familiar with your numbers. You would know how many people you would need to call, how many appointments you need to make, how many appointments you need to go on, how many appointments you need to close, how many homes will close. And then when you get that number, you do that a hundred times, for example, or how many times you need to do in order to make that final amount. So it's all reverse engineering. And like you said, for example, your example, when you wanted to have a end goal in mind, and how do you do that with a limited budget? So you reverse engineer all of your items, and then you go through the motions, and then you set your goal. So that's one way to do it. You have a lot of good fundamentals, which I feel like, uh, especially working with uh, younger people, they mm-hmm. said they tend to miss a lot. And I don't know if it's just like <laughs> sound like such an old man. These kids today, they don't have the fundamentals. But like, you know, clearly it's important because you need to you need to have like some solid footing mm-hmm. to execute like a good plan or good strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's weak in that area. Or if they just don't know because they don't have the experience, like mm-hmm. what would your advice to them be? You know what? You you seek out some mentors. You you know what? Like I was told, if you want to be a great closer, you study great closers. You study great speakers. So I do that every day, and I practice that every day. Do you watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross every day? No, I <laughs> I watch the Mike Ferry superstar oh. interviews. <laughs> But I heard that's a good movie. I need to watch that. Um, so you study, like you study great presenters, or you study great athletes, st- stuff like that. You know, and, and that's what we do too. I mean, I, I study, I study like people on like their jujitsu Instagram pages when they have videos. We study their moves. So stuff like that. You know, if you don't know anyone, you just um, you pick out your role models. And you study them. Yeah. You know them intimately. That sounds so dirty, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you right. get to know them well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. So, Eileen, where can people find your business on the internet? Or you, oh, however you want. I'm very easy to Google. <laughs> okay. I'm very easy to Google. I even have a Facebook page, so. I'll and, put links too. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. And then um, Century Twenty One, they they always um, promote my listings. Sweet. So, uh, listeners, if you're looking for property in the Seattle area, 
sellers, yes. <laughs> sellers and buyers.